Good evening. Here's a question for you. By the way, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And I just realized something. Today is my third anniversary of doing this show. In 2018. Interesting time. When I first started doing this show... I did a three-minute episode, and then later I did a five-minute episode because I didn't realize that I could do a nice, long, banquet episode. Sometimes up to an hour, sometimes up to two. It depends now. When I first started out doing this podcast, I did it as a form of therapy. Mainly from my nine-to-five job, which was so crazy and stressful. And it was raining. It was a Sunday. Today it's a Thursday. I never thought I could make money doing this. I make a little bit of money, but that's not why I do it. I do it for the art form. There were times in 2018 I was so sick that I would still record the show. My voice was so gone. I sounded like Whitney Houston after a really bad concert. Let's just say with a little bit of Courtney Love mixed in. Oh my God, my voice was so gone. It was, in fact, if I go back and listen to those episodes, and I might, just for fun, for shits and giggles. You know, this is a this is interesting because I started out doing the podcast talking about my dismay with certain films and then life and then um, all kinds of stuff. You know, I would come home after a day from work and just unleash on this podcast and then I really got tired of that because I thought what is the is that what I'm living for is just unleashing it was like this is my shrink couch the podcast and you all are my therapists just listening I thought no that's gonna get old and so eventually it became a film and music podcast and I always talked about films and music on here mixed in with life stuff so here we are, three years later. Oh my God, three years later. And, you know, I'm so busy that I didn't plan a party. I didn't plan an event to celebrate. Maybe I will. It's almost midnight, so it's like, fuck it. And here we are. And so I'll ask you all a question because this is a film podcast. When the movie theaters start to open back up, are you going to go to the movie theaters? To watch things that you've already watched on Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max. That's a, that's a question that I'm asking you. There are certain films cinematically look better on the big screen versus the small screen. Some of the James Bond films, like the ones with Daniel Craig, the first one I haven't really watched on the big screen or on the small screen. I saw it on the big screen in 2006 honest truth even skyfall i loved watching skyfall on the big screen it was one of those curved big screens at the theater but then to come home and watch it's like eh, no even though the tv was big it's still it's like no where's the popcorn it's interesting now that you know a lot of the oscar nominated films i watched on my ipad i watched on tv the Sound of Metal being one, which I'm I'm so happy that it's getting all of this uh, applause. I think it's amazing. 
You know, three years ago, I remember going off on three billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri. I called it three fucking billboards out of Ebbing fucking Missouri because I hated the movie. Some of it, I thought, okay. And then some of it, I mean, it was either a dark comedy or it was just, I don't know, a tall tale. But I love Frances McDormand. And, you know, sometimes you watch a bad movie with someone in it. And she won the Oscar for it. And and that is a performance. That is a performance. I prefer her in Fargo, but that's just me. So. Yeah. There's so much to be said. About when I first started doing this show. I used to play music on here. Now I can't anymore. Because I didn't own the music. Like I would put, I'd come home and put on some Wu-Tang. I love Wu-Tang. And especially that part where ODB comes on and starts just rapping. You won't ever meet anyone like Old Dirty Bastard ever again. Even Whoopi Goldberg loved Old Dirty Bastard. Even there is our fearless leader, those who are members of the LNC. When we watch G, George, play drums, who's in the back on that poster? ODB, old dirty bastard. Yeah. I wonder what he would like think of my podcast. He'd be like, hey, I want to come on. <laughs> I'd probably get in trouble just for saying, hey, dirty. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to get in trouble now. This podcast, I mean, when I first started doing the podcast, I got in trouble. Oh, my God. Um, Certain people were hating on the show. These were people that I don't really associate with anymore. They would tell people in my family, oh, my God, his show is so filthy. They would make fun of my show. Oh my God, he's podcasting because I wasn't doing it in a studio when their peon brains didn't even realize that. Well, you know, you can do it in the privacy of your home. And I don't always have to have a professional mic because I know how to talk through a microphone professionally. And I don't say, um, and like, 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 like until the fucking cows come home, motherfuckers. And to my detractors and people who told certain people close to me that I I should end the show and pull it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. And you know, people like that truly lack courage. Yeah. So, yeah, watch what you say. Watch what you say. Yeah. I come from a long line of people who have courage and who have broken down so many walls, you know. They don't uh, get on their knees and pray to some bullshit. They just don't do it. They don't do it. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about the status quo bullshit. (sighs) Status quo bullshit. Yeah. A lot of it. A lot of it. It's good to be different. It always is. So... I, you know, and I, and I've known people throughout my life who've said, you know, maybe you should start listening to this. It's more adult because you listen to it. Oh my God. You have such a rich, enhancing life. Tell me again how rich and rewarding each cigarette you smoke 
really just turns you into this enlightenment. No, I don't think so. It's wearing your voice down for one and your health. But that's just me saying that. And see, I'm not going to judge that person, but they would judge me all the fucking time. And so I'm glad that I still have this podcast. I have this format, you know, because what's wrong with him? He's supposed to be having fun. Well, I'm having fun, honey. I don't know about you, but I'm having fun. Okay. And good riddance, good riddance to the bad rubbish. That's all I have to say. And so with the films that I talk about, you know, I mean, I'm, I I have nothing against rom-coms, but I'm not going to talk about them or I, I hate the term chick flick. You know what that really does to films that really, um, that really, in a way, that makes that you you bring down the audience by saying that that it is only a film for women. Well, it's not. It's only a film for men. Well, it's not. And so I I have a big problem with that. Is that you are basically you're you're telling people, well, my my film is only appealing to this gender. That's not right. That is totally not right. And that's why I have a big problem when people call films chick flicks or dick flicks, whatever. You know, if it's a if it's a film like um Too Fast and Too Furious or The Fast and the Furious, whichever one it's called women can watch it too and I've known women who are into those films if it's a a film about all women like How to Make an American Quilt which is such a great film men can watch it too so to generalize and say oh well you know and, and I hate that shit oh I really do I really like How to Make an American Quilt gotta understand something growing up in the 90s Winona Ryder was the biggest thing you know she was in Dracula she was in Edward Scissorhands she was in Reality Bites so with Winona Ryder it's as good as it gets right there I'm surprised she wasn't in that you know what I mean Girl Interrupted you know what's funny about Girl Interrupted is that originally was a vehicle for Winona Ryder and who won the uh, all of the awards for Girl Interrupted? Angelina Jolie. Because she had that part. So these characters that we regard on film, on the small screen, you know, sometimes it's not what you think it is. And why that I mean, you know, you, you probably, you know, they probably had a, oh, this is going to be Winona's film. And it was Winona's film. But the person who received most of the acclaim for Girl Interrupted was Angelina Jolie's character. Okay. And then the book, too. There is a book on it. And, you know, that's great when you're able to read the book and watch the film, which I was. I read the book first. And then I watched the film. And the book is a little more detailed as, as books usually are. <laughs> that was such a good movie. It was it was a tough movie. And in the book, you get more of a, 
a sense of closure because in the film it just ends and then it's the voiceover of what happened to some of them some of them that she lost track of and so that's where you you need the book you need the book not so much to tie up loose ends but to make it all kind of fall into place some movies, you know, they, they, they are right along the lines of the book. Uh, the color purple and the book and the movie are so similar. But in terms of the content, you know, like I said, there's sure certain things they couldn't put in the film that is in the book. That book is truth. And, and if you want truth, you read Alice Walker's The Color Purple, then you watch the movie. Sometimes we do it in reverse. So when I talk about films and music on this podcast, you know, what when I first started out, I would talk about some of my favorite bands like Tool and Deftones, Pussifer, Green Day, there were a few others, Cypress Hill, uh, ministry oh i love ministry anytime i hear ministry or i hear someone talk about al jorgensen who is a fascinating character to me and he is a character i've never met him i have yet to read his book i hear his book is very interesting and he was a good friend and in a way he this person was a father figure to Al Jorgensen, and that was William S. Burroughs. William S. Motherfucking Burroughs, author of Naked Lunch, okay? Author of the book Junkie. William S. Burroughs was basically like a wild, wild west cowboy in the 1960s, in the 50s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. William S. Burroughs was punk before punk was punk. So much so that he inspired, he had that Johnny and the Wild Boys. He inspired Patti Smith to put that in the song "Land," where she's talking about Johnny and 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 uh, his laying in his sperm coffin. I love how she said that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! But yeah, and you know Al Jorgensen. Oh my God, Ministry. You know, I can understand why Psalm 69, people love the production. And the In the Land of Rape and Honey is good. But there's something special about the mind is a terrible thing to taste. The way, the, first of all, the samples, everything. The, the, the album cover itself, just that skull. It's like, hey. <laughs> and Thieves, ooh. Burning Inside. Burning Inside is probably one of my favorites. And Thieves, but mainly Burning. I could listen to Burning Inside all day. I truly could. Or So What? Yeah. And see, that's why I started this podcast. I started it to talk about things like that. And for In fact, the first episode I titled Every Day is Like Sunday. So maybe I should title this Every Day is Like Thursday, the film podcast. Because <laughs> I've come a long way with this. There were times I would go to concerts. I should have podcasted from them. I wanted to, but it was too loud. So what I would do is I would just do like a, 
a classic episode. And that's what you do in radio and broadcasting. You're not there that day. You air some classic episodes. Howard Stern does it. Everyone does it. I don't like to do it, though. Because I feel I have to give it my all each time I do this. I feel like I'm giving birth every time I'm giving you a podcast. You know, we've had some characters. We've had some Gloria Vanderbilt. Some Carrie Fisher. Fuck yeah. Some Liza Minnelli. Oh, I've got Liza for you. (laughs) No. (laughs) We've got a, you know. I mean, if Mark. Mark Hamill's Joker. I try to do that, you know. Hello, Batman. You know a podcast will do you good. With a podcast, you can get laid. <laughs> yeah, I try. It doesn't always come out the way I want it to. <laughs> I know you could take that any way you want. And, and if you want to take it to the gutter, go right ahead. But make sure to wash your hands first, okay? Oh, my goodness, this podcast... This, this is truly like this is your life and it is I've, I've very much enjoyed this who would have thought that when I was how old was I when I started 37 seems like ages ago <laughs> that I would I would still be doing this and you know most podcasts don't even last a year or two years I'm gonna give a shout out to shit happens when you party naked Lord, Lord, fuck Almy of the fuck mountain. He's got some big balls. Oh, yeah, he's got some big balls. Christina Almy, I mean, you both are hilarious. They're celebrating three years of podcasting. That we all found each other and that we all are able to communicate on all these different levels. I've had Jason on the show. Let me just tell you. I thought I knew a lot about film. This man has a degree in it. So I was just sitting there like, whoa, I'm just going to sit down and shut up. (laughs) I mean, if you really want to say to someone, take your dick out and measure it right now in terms of his film knowledge. Damn. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's not gay unless the balls touch, but it's 2021 now. If, you know, we're all inoculated, the balls can finally touch. Come on. And that's what used to get me in trouble with certain people who remain nameless. Who would just hate on my show. And it was good that early on I had people like Jason and Christina who were supportive of my show. You know. And then to have certain people in my family and... A few acquaintances who didn't like the show and would talk shit about me and talk shit about the show. They talk shit about everything. I know two particular people who just would talk shit about my weight, which is now down drastically. But that's health. And the show. And they would make fun of the show. Well, you know. They would make fun of the show. Well, when you have so many projects, sweetie... And you're not paying too much attention to your personal life, but rather your little projects that you have. You wouldn't be such a good life coach now, would you? Because you're not. Or as my good friend Susie Orman would say, I'm Susie Orman. Why don't you shut the fuck up? (laughs) What the fuck do you want? Yeah. Yeah. I've... 
since doing yeah i know this is a filthy show hey you got film and you got fuck you could film fuck (laughs) you could fuck film (laughs) you could do it (laughs) this is the third year anniversary you know i like i like three things that come in threes yeah i do what's wrong with that what's wrong with that I told someone that once and they said, oh my God, you're disgusting. I said, what? You like th- I said, what's wrong with a threesome? Don't knock until you try it. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like the devil, <laughs> the devil just pulled them by the, by the, the candy cane that they have that they're walking with. Oh, they're moral Christian values. <laughs> Trust me, there's a lot of married people that have threesomes, so I wouldn't be talking. I wouldn't be talking. And I'm not just talking about gay people. I'm talking about hetero people. Oh, lordy. I mean, they think that they invented threesomes. And maybe, you know, I didn't... There was Adam and Eve, but where was Eve's sister? Come on. I don't think so. Maybe Steve was in the mix. Maybe. You know how they always say that shit? I always hate that shit. They say it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And I'm like, fuck you. You know when the Eve left to go find another apple, Adam and Steve hooked up. Come on. Oh my God, he's bisexual. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with that. But you know, it's the Dr. Seuss film podcast. Fucking three, tres, tres dolores. Sometimes three heads are better than none. You know, yeah, I love the number three because I was born on the on the sixth day of December. So it's, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. Come on. If it was seven, it would have been. I don't know. I only wanted to be born on the seventh after becoming a fan of, of Tom Waits, knowing that he was born on December 7th. It's like, oh, great. I get December 6th. Yeah. Okay. Uh Dave Brubeck, who Brubeck, who I love, Peter Buck from REM. You know, if Keith Richards had been born on my birthday, then it would have been a little more interesting. I love Keith Richards. Oh my god, Taylor Swift, she's a Sagittarius, but she didn't come to the podcast to listen to Zodiac stuff. You came to learn to get a body like this. Yeah, you did. You did. Uh, film. And music. That's where it's all about. I'm looking at a poster that I've had on my wall since 2007. It was the first time I saw Patti Smith live at the Fillmore in San Francisco, California, August 14th, 2007. Oh, yeah. It was because the night, motherfuckers. And Gloria walked in the room and said... Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine. And then if I go and I look on the other side of the wall, oh my God, you've got Nighthawks at the diner, which is also a Tom Waits song, but this was the painting in the 1940s. I'm looking at my book, No One Here Gets Out Alive. I think I took that from someone in college because they didn't give me back my other book. (sighs) I've got, I'm looking at it. My copy of The Seventh Seal by Igmar Bergman. So it's it's about film and music here. Somewhere is my CD. I have a CD of The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste. Then I have a box set of Ministry that I found on Amazon. 
they are UK imports, so it's the the and even Twitch is in the mix. Oh yeah, Twitch is in the motherfucking mix. But I I love doing this show. I really do. My goal has always been to this is my career, and it will be, and it is, and it will always be. Uh, but I don't like I said. I currently don't make money doing this show. One day maybe I will. Maybe one day a hundred years from now. You know, I say that because it's like, well, a lot has to go into it. But I feel I'm ready. You know, I've, I've, we, you, you haven't made it unless, unless you've got haters, and I've got haters, and I, you know, that's good. That's good. I love that they hate. I hope that they're listening right now, decoupaging their shit. Well, turds probably. You know, uh, or talking shit about me. Oh my God, while they smoke their cigarette. Yeah, okay. And I don't mean that toward... I have a lot of friends who do smoke cigarettes. I mean this toward my two haters from that started hating on this show. They know who they are. Drinking all the time. Smoking, playing pool. Your house is not a pool hall. Your house is a house. Okay, and you're a louse. <laughs> yeah. So if you write me messages saying, "Oh, I know who you're talking about," you don't know who I'm talking about. But they're my haters, and I and I know I have more than one hater. I've got a oh, I've got a couple, and that's fine. Like I said, you are not successful until you have haters. Everyone's got haters now. Okay. My show is successful, not so much because of, okay, I, you know, I was getting paid to do it. That's not, that's not it. First of all, I would, I promoted my own show myself on Instagram, on Facebook. I paid to promote it. I made, I made the cover art and everything. I created the show. I produced the show. This is my fucking show. You know, um, my the name that I chose is nothing even. People assume that it's about Dr. Seuss, the author. It's not. It's Zeus, Z-E-U-S. And the doctor is from Doctor Who. And that's where I took it from. And people have always told me I should have been a doctor. Okay. That's what it's about. You know, I've had some great guests on this show. And... At, you know, whenever I would do that, I always get nervous because if I'm going to have someone on the show, oh, I need high end equipment to do it. That's not necessarily true. I just have my tablet, a microphone, and headphones, and I put the microphone up to the phone, or where if I'm recording on Instagram, which I was a few a couple of weeks ago, and that's that's the show, and it and it's not perfect, and it's not meant to be perfect. My show is like a PJ Harvey album. You're going to have everything that you want and it's going to be bluesy. Oh, it's going to be bluesy. Like her album, Rid of Me. Oh my God, PJ Harvey. People always bitch and complain about, oh, who's not, there's not enough women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They should just have a whole year where it's all women. PJ Harvey, Tori Amos. What's the other one? Um... I almost said Ann Landers. She's not a singer. Or is she? What was her name? Oh, Kate Bush. I 
love Kate Bush. She's running up that hill. She's nominated this year. Oh, she's nominated. Tina Turner. I think Tina Turner's going to get in after I did that podcast about the documentary that's coming out. Something about when a documentary comes out, usually Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is watching. They're watching. You know, when I first start to do this show, I remember I would listen to it to critique it. I stopped doing that. I stopped doing that. I will listen to it sometimes, dependent on, okay, the subject matter. But I used to listen to it just for the quality. And the bass was too much. And I, and, you know, and I had to learn. We all have to learn, you know. And, and I was able to do that with the show. Yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, and, and I lost, I kind of lost thought as I got home, and I was in bed, and I'm realizing, oh no, oh yes, it's the third anniversary of this show. So you get 30 fucking minutes. You could have gotten three hours, but then I would have had to do this when I was at work, and uh, that's not professional. That's why this is my my life away from all that. I want to give a shout out to Riz Ahmed, who is in probably one of my favorite films of the year, The Sound of Metal. I understand that he's nominated against Chadwick Boseman, and I like Chadwick Chadwick Boseman, but I'm going to be very honest and blunt about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I didn't get it. Maybe I have to watch it again. And I like Chadwick. I loved I loved Viola Davis in that role. She was great. But Chadwick Boseman's character, I was just kind of like, wait a minute. So you're going to give it to him for that versus Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal? Are you kidding me? That's where I kind of have an issue. It's like, I loved him as Black Panther, um, Chadwick Boseman. But to give him an award and he's dead... That's the death vote. I don't think that's right. And they've done that before. And I don't like that. You should have given it to him when he was alive. Oh, well, it's for his memory. Uh-huh. It's good. So, yeah. That's where. That's why I have an issue with it. But it's the Academy. The Academy doesn't always get it fucking right. My, my, my wish is, is that they just give it to Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal. You know. And give it to either Viola or Audra Day. That's what's going to happen. So if the Oscar voters are listening, I love Chadwick Boseman. Don't get me wrong. He, I mean, he should have got nominated for 42 for playing Jackie Robinson. But Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Are you kidding me? That's where it kind of reminds me of Three Billboards out of Edmond, Missouri. It's like, you're going to nominate that? Sam Rockwell won for that? Why? Now, he played George W. Bush the next year. He should have won for that. That's my opinion right there. You know. But I do this show. I record it. It's three fucking years. Here's to three more. And and it will be here three more years. You know, hopefully by then I'll be in a studio that I built myself. Uh, I would have to contact Pete um, from Treehouse Masters if he's listening to build me a little studio that I could live in, you know, like a treehouse studio. I wouldn't even need a traditional studio. Just build me a treehouse and I'll just record overlooking, you know, the the uh, horizon, 
Yeah. While I look at the green leprechaun light that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I love talking about Darby O'Gill and the little people. I love that film. I remember watching that as a kid in the 90s. They had played it on one of those TV night shows. I just fell in love with it. I remember my grandfather watched it with me. He he was always convinced he was either Scottish or Irish. I don't know which. He was from Kentucky, so yeah. You know. Well, it's been three amazing fucking years. We talk about film, music, everything. <laughs> now I just talk about film and music. We, I, I mean, I was very proud of the documentary series that I did, the Noir November, where I got to talk to Jason Almy. I mean, I've, I've, I've had some great guests on this show. You know, I, I had, I miss him so much. I don't, I don't know what happened to him, Mister Texas, sex worker guest. That's what we, or he loved to just different names. Uh, my friend Adam. Who else? Jason Almy. I've had some I've had some good guests on this show. Exotic Asian Cherry Blossom. Oh, she's so fun. George Strombolopoulos. I had him on the show. He's a buddy. I, I consider him a buddy. I love talking to him. I love his energy. I am inspired by his sense of freedom. That's what I'm inspired by. Because he 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 lives his life with on his own. Those are his terms. Or is he so famously... He says this, and I love that he says this. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. And I relate to that so much. And his love and energy for music. Jason Almy has a, a vast knowledge of film and is fucking funny. Oh my God, I want to know more about those bodybuilding stories. And I've told him that. I want to. Is pumping iron really like pumping iron? Are people really just patting each other's butts backstage? Is it a big sausage fest? That's what I want to know. Adam needs to stop with the shadow people. Adam just needs to take his head out, you know. But he has a nice shaved head now, so I'm proud of him. And Mr. Texas, I don't know where the fuck you're at. The last time I talked to him, I think he was I don't I don't know. I worry about him. He's he's such a good guy. So smart. I hope one day that he's our president. Um that would be interesting since Texas did go red. <laughs> he's he's a Democrat, so he got to meet Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And Mr. Carlos Delano, who I've never had on this show, and I hope to one day have him on the show. I don't know. Um, I think right now he's taking a break. Uh, I just messaged him and hope that he's well. And so I wanted to say that on this show because I know he's listening and how much I love him and, and, and consider him a really good friend. And I hope that one day he comes on the show because if you want to hear someone who really has a, an amazing voice he has such an amazing voice. Not just to talk to him over the phone, but his ideas, his passions, 
you know, loves Harvey Milk, loves loves fighting for things that he is proud of and very passionate about. Has such a vast knowledge of New York, such a vast knowledge of radio and television, and and so I hope you're doing well. I really started this show for him, to be honest with you, because uh, at the time he was. Uh, awaiting a new heart he has the heart now and I thought I wanted to do something that would make him laugh something that he could listen to when he was not doing well or wanted to escape you know he's got those big beats headphones on and just to and, and also I started this show as a form of therapy for myself I'm not necessarily healed. I don't think we will. I will ever be healed. It's a continuum, you know what I mean? But I love doing this show. It is a calming effect. And I am just so in awe of the audience. And I have, you know, I have audience members in Europe and the U.S. and Canada. Oh, my God, they love me in Canada. I love them, too. And Ireland, top of the morning to you. New Zealand, Australia. Oh my God! And San Francisco is a big fuck fest. They just want to, they want to fuck the show and me. I mean, it's like, whoa, that's a threesome right there. You get to fuck the host and the podcast itself, yeah. And so, as always, go watch a film, go to the theater, get that popcorn, unpleasant dreams.